Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome, one and all, to Storybox, the place to be if you are a lover of stories learning, growth, and you want to improve your life. My name is Jay Phantom, and I've made it my purpose to unbox and share the amazing stories from people of every profession all over the world. I am truly grateful that you have decided to listen in today. Now let's journey into the story box together and hear more about whose story will be unboxed today. Welcome back, everyone, to the Storybox podcast. I'm thrilled that you're here today. If you have not listened to my conversation with number one New York Times bestselling author and the world's, I guess you could say the world's renowned number one life and business strategist, Tony Robbins, then make sure to go and listen to that now. It will be in the show notes below. So don't miss out on the opportunity to listen to an incredible human being and learn from one of the best people on the planet about improving your life and your story. My friends, this episode is going to be another awesome one because I have the New York Times best-selling author and world's leading expert on psychology of ultra performance, Mr. Rory Vaden. Now, for those of you who don't know who Rory is, he is not only the number one New York Times best-selling author of the book, Take the Stairs, and a Hall of Fame leadership speaker, his leadership insights have been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Forbes, CNN, Entrepreneur, Inc. Magazine, on Fox News, national television, and in several other major media outlets. As a world-renowned leadership speaker, his TEDx talk has, view, has been viewed over 3 million times. He is a number, number two times world champion of public speaking finalist, which means that he knows exactly what to say and how to say it. And he's very good at it, I have to say. And he was recently named as one of the top 100 speakers in the world by Inc. Magazine. He's also the co-founder of Brand Builders Group, where he teaches people to build and monetize a rock-solid reputation. Rory works with every new keynote, keynote customer to help create a highly customized version of his presentation, his or hers. And Rory only accepts a few interviews each and every year, which is actually pretty remarkable that I was able to speak with with Rory um, on the show. We had a conversation back in November of 2019 and it was rather entertaining, I have to say. Quite inspiring too because we dive into all sorts of things and the, and the number one thing is I get vulnerable for a moment and I ask him to critique my book title. So we talk about how titles are 
good for books and what makes them good titles or bad titles in the first place. It is quite a fascinating take. And I put my title on the line and we really dive into uh, whether or not The Path of an Eagle is a good or a bad title. Spoiler alert, I'll let you guys figure it out in this interview. You're going to have to listen and find out if it's good or bad. Um, but more than that, Rory is just a, a great human being. Really enjoyed this conversation with him. So if you guys do get something from it, please share it around from you, to your friends, your family, anyone, randoms on the street. Say, I heard Rory Vaden from the Storybox podcast speak about this, this, and this. It's truly inspiring. You need to listen to it. Simple as that. It takes 30 seconds to do, and it goes a long way in spreading awareness uh, and building this incredible community of, of like-minded people to help inspire one another, especially in this day and age, in this time. This is needful. We need to help one another become better. So I really appreciate you guys doing that. If you can, leave a five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. Once again, it goes a long way. You can watch the full episode now on YouTube. Uh, just search up the story box uh, or, or click the link below. But everything is all there for you guys, all the information that you need. And if you do want to go on Rory's courses and learn more about what he does, become the next leader or great speaker and build your brand um, like brand builders do and they do a very good job at it, then go head over to RoryVaden.com and learn more about it there. Once again, show notes, uh, everything will be there for you guys. But you guys know what time it is. I've spoken enough. But it's time, my favorite part, to dive into the story box and hear the story of world-renowned speaker and brand-building expert and the New York Times best-selling author, Mr. Rory Vaden. Thank you, Jay. It's good to be here. Thank you, man, for making the time. I really do mean that. It's uh, it's a real honor to have you here. Uh, before we dive into your your backstory, how you got started doing all this amazing stuff, I have one question that I love asking all my guests at the start. Now, you would probably be very familiar with this kind of question um, and the answer to it, but what does success look like to you? Yeah, well... I'll, I'll tell you uh, my favorite. I'm going to tell you a story actually about this. Um, so a couple of years ago, I got to share the stage with John Maxwell, who I'm, you're probably familiar with. You know, most of you know John Maxwell. Um, and uh, there was an event that it was just him and me speaking at, and it was a fundraiser. And, you know, everybody was there to see him and they had that they, they had to sit through 40 minutes of me to get to John Maxwell. But I got to meet John Maxwell backstage and I actually asked John this question um, and he shared something with me backstage that I'd never really heard him share publicly. I haven't read all of his books. I mean, there's like 80 of them, but, I, you know, I've, I've read a bunch of them and I'd never heard him say this. Mm. And he said, um, you know, I, I kind of said, well, John, at, at this point in your life, like you've done so much, like you've, you're impact millions of people. You've done church work and nonprofit work and corporate work and spoken on the biggest stages. And, you know, like what, what, you know, keeps driving you or what does success look like? And, and he said, you know, to me, Rory, success is having the people who know you the best respect you the most. And that always has ever since that time that has really stuck with me as as a, as a, as a great definition of success, because I think too often we're concerned about 
what the people who don't know us the best think, right? Like, what does our social media profile look like? And how many, you know, how much of a big deal am I online? And, and you know, what accolades do I have and all that stuff? And I think it's just like the real deal is what would the people who are closest to you say about you? Um, so mm-hmm. that's, I'll go with that one. I like that one, man. I like how you uh, made it, created a story from it. That's good. Um, I'm curious because your book, Take the Stairs, is about the seven, I think, the seven steps to achieving success in the first place. Yeah. Um, which one was the most, which one stands out to you the most out of all those seven? Oh, well, that's a good question. So, yeah, I mean, that book came out and almost coming up on 10 years ago. And that was really kind of like my big kind of breakout, so to speak, in, into the space. And um, I'd say my favorite of the seven, people ask me, do I have a favorite? And I do have a favorite. Um, my favorite is the sixth one. It's called the Perspective Principle of Faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I love it is not just because I'm a you know spiritual person, I'm Christian, but I, I think the reason why I love it is because all the other six strategies that we identified after profiling and interviewing hundreds of ultra performers, which we call we call them the top one percenters, um, all the other six strategies are about uh, you know things to do to achieve success, and the perspective principle of faith is how do ultra performers respond to failure, and I think a lot of there's not enough people teaching how to handle failure, which is ironic because, you know, that's like the thing that everybody faces. There's, there's no way to become successful without dealing with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And the, the, the concept is that the amount um, of our peace that we experience is directly proportionate to the term of our perspective the amount of the peace that we have in life is directly proportionate to the term of our perspective. So, you know, if you were driving today and you had a flat tire and that, you know, for most of us is a pretty big event. And if somebody asked you tonight at dinner, you know, tell me about your day. Most of us would say, we, we would, we would tell them about the flat tire and we'd say, Oh yeah, gosh, I had this flat tire and it was terrible. And I was stranded on the side of the road and I had to get it towed and it's costing me all this money. And ugh. Because uh, um, uh, uh, any problem is a big problem in relation to today. But if you fast forward to the end of your life and you're sitting there, you know, with your family and you're ready to, to pass away into heaven and, you know, one of your grandkids says, tell me about your life. There's no way that, that we would tell the story of the flat tire. Like for, for most of us, we wouldn't even remember that flat tire a week after it happened. It would just disappear. And that's because while a problem in relation to today is a big problem, a problem in relation to our lifespan is a small problem. It doesn't even show up on the radar. And you know, if you take that a step further, a problem in relation to eternity is no problem. Mm-hmm. There, there's nothing that we could experience today that would be so horrible or so great that it would really matter over the course of eternity. And, and so whenever we experience frustration and, and pain and heartache and setback and tragedy and failure, it's because we are, we are lacking in our perspective. We are focused in on that moment of, I have a flat tire right here, right now on the side of the road. 
And that is what strips away our peace. Mm. And so if you want more peace, all you have to do is expand your, your perspective. Mm. What's been uh, your greatest failure that has given you the best perspective you've ever, you've ever been given in life? Well, I mean, I, I have a, I've had plenty of failures. Um, the one that comes to mind for me, practically speaking, actually was the title of my second book. Um, so this is a lesson. So Brand Builders Group, which is our company today. So my wife and I um, started a previous company back in 2006. We grew that to eight figures. We had a couple hundred people in the company, and then we sold that business a few years ago. And our new company, Brand Builders Group, focuses on teaching people basically how to do the things that we've done in terms of uh, personal brand strategy, right? And so that is everything from writing books to selling books to launching podcasts to building funnels to running paid ads to um, you know professional speaking and the the whole gamut and and building an eight figure company and we provide personal brand strategy to some of the biggest personal brands in the world. You know, we've worked with Lewis Howes. Obviously, that's where you heard me on Lewis's podcast where Lewis was telling the story of us working together on his brand. We've worked with, you know, Kevin Harrington, one of the sharks from Shark Tank. Um, you know, lots of, of you know, some, some major, you know, Time Magazine woman of the year, people like that. But most of our clients are more beginner in their their journey of building a personal brand. And and one of the mistakes that we teach them or we talk about was actually a mistake that we made with the title of my second book. And so this was an interesting story because what happened, Jay, is in 2015, when we released my second book, we purposefully also released my, my TED Talk at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we, we timed that deliberately. Well, my TED Talk, we did nothing to promote. And it's gone viral. Uh, you know, we're coming up on three and a half million or four million views. I mean, it's 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 gone completely viral. But my book, the second book, hasn't sold very well outside of the people. You know, we sold a lot of copies directly to our audience and the people that I speak to and all of that. But it hasn't sold organically. Um, as not nearly as well as take the stairs and not nearly as well as the video as the TED talk, right? The, the TED talks reaching millions of views, but the book isn't, isn't selling millions of copies. And we know now that it was because of the title for some reason, when, when, when Ted asked us for the title of the talk, we said how to multiply time. Um, you know, it's just like, what is this talk about? It's about how to multiply time. But when we were naming the book, I wanted something fancy. I wanted something that sounded really clever. Um, you know, so how to multiply time is super clear. We all want to multiply time. You know exactly what it's about. Everyone who sees that goes, yes, like I want to watch this. I need more time. But for the title of the book, I convinced everybody, our literary agent, our publisher, the editor, our whole team. I said, no, no, we need something super clever. We need something that's like that no one's ever heard of. And so we called it Procrastinate on Purpose, um, which is the title of my second book. Now, the content of the TED Talk and the content of the book are the same. They're the same. It's the same thing. You know, It's called the Focus Funnel, and we teach people literally how to multiply time. But you know, Procrastinate on Purpose, that idea was you know, put off the trivial things 
as a way of creating margin in your life so that you could spend on uh, spend that time on the things that multiply. Um, well, the problem is you don't have time in a book title to explain what it's about. And so it's it's really unfortunate because I believe if we would have called the book How to Multiply Time, we would have sold hundreds of thousands of copies, if not millions already, tracking along with the success of the TED Talk. And, and here's what I realized. Clear is always greater than clever. Clear is always greater than clever. I think that that one mistake of mistitling the book, we know the book's amazing. Everyone who reads it says, this is the this is amazing. I've never heard anything like this on productivity um, and thus the TED Talk. But people don't buy it who don't know what it's about because they look at it and they go procrastinate on purpose. I, I don't get it. What, what is that? Um, that's not what well, I don't want to procrastinate, but I do want to multiply my time. So clear is greater than clever is one of the most important marketing lessons that you can learn. And basically, Brand Builders Group, I mean, one of the primary things we help people do is be clear um, and help them figure out what is their uniqueness and what do they do better than anyone else and how, how do they position themselves in a world to where everybody knows exactly when to call them and, and um, you know, what, what to buy from them. That's actually a very interesting point. I want to throw a title out for you and I want to get your honest opinion on it. Um, okay, just beware. So just be, I'm totally happy to do this and I'll give you my honest opinion. But so one of the things that we teach, we, we have these seven title tests. And once we teach them to somebody, almost every title is terrible. And, <laughs> and, uh, the, and the reason I'm passionate about it is because this is the most costly mistake I've ever made in terms of financial impact, um, you know, from a marketing standpoint. So go ahead and you throw out your title, but just prepared that I'm probably going to hate it. So go for it. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So the is title- Is this your title or someone else's? This is my personal title. I'm actually in the process of writing my own book at the moment. And okay. originally the title was In Failure, You Learn Humility. Then I realized- what? In Failure, You Learn Humility. Which okay. Is a terrible title, I know. Then I decided to change it to- the path of an eagle. Okay. Um, and you want, so you want my feedback on those? I want your feedback on the path of an eagle. What do you think of that one? Um, it's not necessary. It's not terrible because it's, it's like, it's an, it's, it, it's clear enough that you can tell what it is. Um, here's, here's one of the biggest mistakes that people make with titles is they 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 put the vehicle as the title instead of the destination. Mm. Um, and what people really want is the destination, not the vehicle, right? So if I were selling timeshares, I wouldn't want to say wake up at you know, or if I was selling like a vacation rental, right, on, on the at a beach resort, I wouldn't say wake up at four a.m. You know, pack your bags, you know, stuff them so tight, drag yourself to the airport, wait in line for two hours, sit on a tiny airplane, smash between two people, then get off, wait in customs in a place that has no air conditioning, you know, get in a shuttle that takes three hours to get you to your resort, then wait in line at your resort, find out they don't have your room ready, you know, and the blah, 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 right? I would say, come to the Bahamas, 
sit on the white sand beaches, soak up the sun, right? So I, I don't want to talk about the journey. I don't want to talk about the vehicle. I want to talk about the destination. So um, the path of an eagle literally is the journey, right? So that's why I don't love it. But it's sort of suggestive of the destination, which is like what it takes to be an, an eagle, right? Um, so I that's why I would say, you know, I I don't I don't hate it, but it's also not it's not soup it's not clear if someone doesn't understand the metaphor. Um, so there's risk there's risk in that, right? Um, so uh, the the I will I will give you an exercise. So I'll talk about I'm going to give you right now. Uh, I mentioned we have these seven title tests. I'm going to give you one of our most powerful ones. Um, so we. At Brand Builders, we have um, 12 different two-day experiences that we divide into four phases that take somebody from initial concept all the way to becoming an eight-figure entrepreneur, right? Literally taking people on the path that we have been on. Um, and so this comes out of our, our phase one, part one, you know, our, our phase one, topic one training. Um, there's these seven title tests, and it is so simple. You just, it's called the I want blank test. The I want blank test. If you can take a title, if you can take your title and you can drop it in to the end of that sentence, I want blank. If it is true and it is clear, then that's a great title. But if it needs explaining or if it is unclear in any way, that's a crappy title. Give you an example. I want to multiply time. Hell yes, I definitely do. I want to procrastinate on purpose. No, doesn't pass the title test. It's a fail. But if you look at the greatest titles in history, I, and I'm telling you, this if you're listening, like you owe a big shout out to Jay, because this one idea that I'm sharing with you right now is worth millions of dollars. Like I'm not underestimating the value of this one concept that we share um, because we've we have studied this, you know, I want a four-hour work week. I want good to great. I want the secret. I want purpose-driven life. I want um, you know to be the millionaire next door. I want ha the happiest baby on the block. I want to know what to expect when you're expecting. Cool. These are the the biggest, most successful selling books of all time. Um, I want financial peace by Dave Ramsey. I want influence Robert Cialdini, uh, and. Now, you have to be careful because some titles are bestsellers despite the fact that the title sucks. And that's because there's a huge brand behind it, right? Like at this point, John Maxwell can call a book anything and it's going to be a bestseller because it's John Maxwell, right? Oprah, she doesn't have to pass this test, right? Like you, there, there, there comes a point where your platform trumps this and it doesn't matter. But for those of you earlier in the journey, I promise you, clear is greater than clever. So I want blank. So look at both of your titles, Jay. I want failure. What was the first one? Failure is the key to humility. Failure In failure, you learn humility. Yeah, so that's a terrible title because yep. it doesn't pass that test. And the word both failure and humility are negative energy words that people do not want, no. right? Now, if you called it, um, you know, something different. And this is why it's it's hard to come up with good titles. But, um, you know, if, 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 if you, what do people really want? 
that's what you want to, and that's the exercise. Just write out your, who is your avatar, who is the person that you are serving, mm. and I'll give you I'll give you another great tip for all of you. So when we help people find their uniqueness, um, the 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 number one way to know who you're serving is that you are always most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. You are most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. One of the reasons why personal brands break down and they 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 never break through the wall, they they bounce off the wall and become a part of the noise is because they're not crystal clear on who they're serving and who they're talking to. And so they're trying to talk to everyone. And by doing that, they talk to no one. So you have to be super clear on who you're serving. This is one of the, the, the four things we help people get clear on in phase one, um, lesson one at Brand Builders. You know, I'm giving you a hint here, which is figure out who you're talking to. And one of the hints is to go, who was I before? Whoever I was, that is going to be who you most powerfully connect to, who you sell most naturally to, who you attract, and who you're most confident in front of. Um, so figure out who that person is and then answer for them, what do I want? What do they want? Mm -hmm. And list out as many answers to that as you can. So I want the path of an eagle. Okay, not really, right? Nobody wants the path of an eagle. Path, also the word path, you know, path isn't a terrible word because there's some clear, it, it, it's, it does signal there's clarity, right? So that's why I don't, I don't hate this. Overall, I'd probably give this title a B minus. Um, but most titles I would give a D minus. And, and there's plenty that I would give an F to, including procrastinate on purpose. I mean, the word procrastinate is the most negative energy word in the English language other than death. I don't know what idiot would put it on the cover of their book and fight. I fought for embossed letters, Jay. I raised hell with the publisher that it must be embossed, black, bold letters, procrastinate. It's the worst possible title, I think, in the history of all titles, um, other than just, you know, saying this book is about death. Um, so, you know, and it's painful because randomly at the same time, this TED Talk's gone viral, which has been great. We get a lot of our speaking engagements from my TED Talk, you know, and 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 it it's it's impacting the world. But we don't get paid for people watching TED Talks. We get paid when people buy books. So, you know, there's that. But um, <laughs> so path isn't a terrible word. Now, eagle is a little bit trickier because you're not being clear. You're being clever. You're giving them a metaphor. Mm -hmm. Sometimes metaphors work right? Eat That Frog is Brian Tracy's best-selling book of all time. It works because the metaphor is super clear. Take the Stairs works because the metaphor is super clear. It's a metaphor for doing things you don't want to do as the, as the key to success. But Take the Stairs fails the I want test. Nobody mm -hmm. wants to take the stairs. So that's why I think that book could still could have still had a better tighter, title, but the, but the metaphor is clear. So the metaphor of an eagle it's pretty clear. I mean, right? It's like we hear eagle, we think soaring, rising above, being successful. So, you know, that's where I would go. Yeah, you push it from a from a from a C to a B minus. Um, but you know, really, people don't want. They don't really want the path to an eagle. What they really want is to become an eagle. Um, and you know, and then to take it a step further, right? They want to become successful. 
And so to be a step more clear is to become successful in what? And if you can be super clear about that, and then you, because what you're doing is the further you take it along this journey, the less thinking the person has to do. The more it has to be explained or interpreted, right? Like I, even though Eagle is clear, I still have to go, what does that mean? Like, I don't literally want to become an Eagle. What is he talking about? The longer it takes for someone's brain to have to think, the less likely they are to do the thinking, which means the less likely they are to ever buy. Um, so, you know, that's my, that's my total honest objective. Free coaching uh, for Jay Phantom, uh, you know, on your title. I absolutely love that. <laughs> Where did you, was it after you um, did the title of your book that didn't really work that you actually came up with this method? Yeah. This yeah. It was, it was when we started Brand Builders Group, right? When we started Brand Builders Group, we started studying everything. You know, what we, 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 we look at titles. We look at uh, different types of funnels. We look at different, you know, sources of traffic technique. Most of all, the thing that we help people do that I think we do probably better than anyone else in the world is the, the single best piece of branding advice I've ever received um, came from a gentleman named Larry Wingett. So this isn't a Rory Vaden quote, although I wish it was. Um, and Larry said, the goal is to find your uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others. Find your uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others. The first time I heard it, I was like, that's it. That's the key. That's that's so brilliant. But Larry, was, Larry wasn't in the business of teaching people how to do it. He was just a really successful speaker, you know, sharing some tips. And so we invented a process that we call the Brand DNA Helix, which is a set of six questions that we take people through to help them find their um, uniqueness. And, um, you know, you can actually, if, if you want to hear, um, if you want to hear me and Lewis talk about those six questions, let me, I actually got to look up the, um, uh, I'm looking up the, the URL just to make sure I give it out right. But so, uh, we took Lewis through this process um, and then him and I did an interview on it. And if you go to monetizeyourpersonalbrand.com slash RV, monetizeyourpersonalbrand.com slash RV, if you go there, you can listen to me and Lewis talk through how we applied this brand DNA Helix to his personal brand uh, over, you know, more than two years ago. And his podcast downloads since that time have almost 10xed. He's gone from 30 million downloads to 200 million. Now, we certainly can't take full credit for that and maybe not any credit. Like he was a rolling stone for sure without us, but he gives us a lot of credit, which you'll hear him talk about. Um, so again, that's monetizeyourpersonalbrand.com slash RV. And we introduce these six questions to help to help anyone find their uniqueness. Thanks for sharing that link. I'll make sure to check it out and, and put it in the show notes as well. I'm curious, why do you think that your book, the New York Times bestselling book, Take the Stairs, became so successful when it actually failed the, the, um, the naming test? The title test? Yeah, well, it's, it failed one of the title tests. I told you there's seven. Ah. There are other ones that it passes with flying colors. Um, but Take the Stairs became a New York Times bestseller because because we understand this is one of the things we teach, right? So in phase three, phase three, topic two, 
we do an event called bestseller launch plan. And it is all about understanding how do bestseller lists work? And they're all different. The New York Times is different from the Wall Street Journal, which is different from Amazon, which is different from the national bestseller list, which is different from USA Today. There's actually different mechanics. And if you don't know how, if you know how they work, it helps tremendously, right? Like, um, and so if you know what they're looking for, it's kind of like the Google algorithm. They, they don't tell you exactly how it works, but there's certain things that, you know, through the course of studying it and what they release and what happened, monitoring it, you go, oh, this is how this works. So um, in short, we knew about exactly how many books we would need to sell in a week to hit the New York Times. And we created a plan for how to do that, not just in a week, but over the course of like the first four to six weeks. So when we... Like in bestseller launch plan, we teach that book launches are actually, everyone thinks of their launch as like, okay, this is my launch, but actually there are several seasons to a book launch. Um, so, you, you know, there there is before pre-launch, then there's the pre-launch, then there's the launch, then there's post-launch, and then there's the evergreen launch, which is like, how are you going to perpetuate the sales? But, um, you know, to hit a bestseller list is really all about how many units of your book do you move through retail channels that are, are reporting channels in a given week. Um, so people with large platforms, they become bestsellers because they have a large audience and everyone goes and buys it on the week that they tell them to buy it. But most bestseller, most books that are bestsellers only spend one or two weeks on a bestseller list. Um, there's a difference between a true perennial bestseller, like a four-hour work week, or you know, even John Maxwell, you know, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership is really his perennial bestseller. That's the one that sells every single, you know, week in, week out, the the you know, five dysfunctions of a team, um, strength finders. John Gordon's Energy Bus, the, you know, the one thing by Jay Papasan. These are true, like long tail bestsellers um, that sell thousands of units every single week, years and years after the book has been released. Um, Take the Stairs is not at that level, right? Take the Stairs sells hundreds of copies every single week, still through uh, retail channels. But to to hit a bestseller list, it's really about understanding how they work developing a strategy to actually sell the books and to market the books, um, you know, and make sure they go, go, they happen in the right way. They go through the proper channels so that they get recorded by BookScan and the New York times. And yeah. So anyways, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. I'm loving this. <laughs> this is great stuff. Um, well, this is all we do, right? I mean, we live and live and breathe day in and day out personal brand strategy and, and what we noticed was there's a lot of people who teach Facebook ads and who teach podcasting and who teach how to write a book and how to how to sell books. And uh, there's people who teach how to be a good speaker. And there's people who teach you how to get speaking gigs. And there's people who teach you how to write copy and how to do, you know, marketing automation and funnels. But nobody who has done all of those things that coordinates them together in a cohesive strategy. Mm-hmm. And it turns out we've done all of those things. We've built seven-figure businesses with five different models um, and, you know, eight and eight-figure business as well. And then, you know, exited that company. And so, so this is all we do. And we don't work with companies. We only work with, with personal brands, um, which by the way, Jay, you know, if, if anyone is interested, including you, in, in requesting a free call with one of our strategists, we, so we do one-on-one coaching. 
that is our whole business model is we do human to human coaching. We don't do video courses and we don't do masterminds and we don't do, um, we don't do a membership like a, a like our thing is a human strategist that get us gets assigned to a personal brand. Um, and we do that. We, you can apply to do the first call for free. If you go to freecall.roryvaden.com, freecall.roryvaden.com, you can go right on there, request a call and, um, you know, fill out a form and we'll, we will be able to tell you, yeah, you should do your free call now, or we'll send you some other things to do first and then to do your call. But, um, go to freecall.roryvaden.com and you can check, check that out as, as well. But there's, there's a lot to personal branding and it's, it's our whole world. I'm only like, I've just reached the first year of the story box. Um, right. And I want to go, I want to take it to the next level. Like I'm at that position where I need to take it to the next level. It's what I've always envisioned. So it, the question is, how am I going to do that? Like I had my own plan of actually doing it. The first step was actually getting the website up. Now that's up. Now what? Okay, move on to the next bit. Um, but I think you've opened my eyes to a lot of different things. There's a lot to it than just meets the eye. So me personally and what I want to do with this brand and take it, taking it to the next level, I'd love to connect with you more on that um, in the near future, if that's at all possible. Um, but I'm curious, like a couple more questions for you, Roy, if you don't mind. I'm curious what you think of the Storybox title in of itself. Like, is it a good title, bad title, terrible? What do you think? Well, I mean, when you hear, so, so I, uh, again, I want a story box. Does it pass the test? Yes or no? Not really. No. Not really. Right. I don't know what a story box is. I don't want stories and I don't want boxes. What I want <laughs> is, you know, other things. So, but when I hear story box, you know, part of it is to go, where does the brain go? What does the brain immediately think of? When I hear story box, I go, ah, a collection of stories. And so for a podcast where you're interviewing people, I go, that's not, again, it's, it's not terrible because it's like, I would expect that as long as this isn't either a, either a collection of stories you're sharing about your own life or a collection of stories of the people that you're interviewing about how they became successful, then I think it fits. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, um, but also from an SEO perspective, right? Most people aren't going to be searching for story box. Um, so you're going to have to catch in the subtitle and specifically in the description, it's going to be really important that you put clear terms in there of what would people be typing into, let's say iTunes, uh, you know, like personal development, success tips, growth, goals, whatever. Um, and in, in phase three, at Brand Builders Group, phase three is what we call high traffic strategies. So it's all about search engine optimization, you know, Facebook ads, brand deals, affiliate marketing. And, you know, one of the most important things is going to be keyword research. That happens way down the road, though, for most personal brands. But that, you know, so that's how you would try to balance that out. Mm -hmm. um, so now, again, over time, it won't matter because you're just building it. But, um, you know, the, the fastest organic podcasts that growth are the, are the ones that are like, you know, whatever million dollars in your pocket or, you know, like, like uh, Pat Flynn is a friend of mine, right? Smart, passive income, mm. freaking genius. I want smart, passive income. Absolutely passes the test. One of the biggest podcasts in the world. 
And even if you don't know who Pat Flynn is, if you are searching how to grow income, how to make passive income, right? Or you just see the title, you don't have to know him. So mm-hmm. that's that's the power of a great title. Clear is greater than clever. Mm. That's so good. <laughs> oh, this is making my brain go nuts. Thank you for doing that. Um, two final questions for you, Rory. What has been the worst piece of advice you've ever received from someone? Hmm. That's funny you asked that. I actually just recorded a I just recorded a video for my um my blog. So I do a I host a weekly podcast for our company called the Influential Personal Brand. But then, wow. uh, yeah, thank you. So, and then um, uh, RoryVadenBlog.com, I do a video blog every week. So it's not actually out yet, but maybe by the time this interview comes out, it, it will be. Um, and uh, I don't know if it's the worst ever, but one thing that I I think people say a lot is they'll say, hey, be true to yourself. And the more I've reflected on that, I actually think that's really risky advice. And I would go so far to say it's bad advice because when you, when you hear be true to yourself, what most of us think is like, okay, what, what feels good? Um, you know, what feels good in the motion? Like, like basically what are my emotions leading me towards? And I think that that is really risky because for a human, our emotions are changing, especially in times of turmoil. It's like hardest to, to, to sort out, you know, what is real and what is emotion and fact and fiction. So I like the idea of don't be true to yourself, be true to truth, Mm. be true to truth, have some source of truth in your life that is a guiding light for you that is immovable, unshakable. It doesn't change with the wind and with your emotions, right? The problem with humans is our thoughts, our emotions, our ideas are constantly changing. They're totally fluid. So when you need to make a big decision going, yeah, I'm going to try to use that as my you know, cornerstone of how I evaluate my life, I think is super risky. I think better advice is be true to truth. And, and you know, so have some source of doctrine of what is true in your life, whatever that is, right? Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not here to tell you exactly what that should be. For me, it's the Bible. For you, it might be, you know, the Torah. It might be something else. But for all of us, even if you're not a spiritual person, I would say document a set of values and principles that you're going to run your life by so that in those moments when you're trying to make a decision, you can look at that list and and at least go, okay, this list is my guiding truth. And so I'm going to be true to truth, not just be true to myself. Mm. I am personally a Christian. And that's another reason I saw that. I, I love your content and love your work. Um, because it is very inspirational at the same time as it, is, as it is informative. So thank you for being true to that and for inspiring other people, including myself, all the way here in Sydney, Australia, to just be true to my truth. And, and you know, I do speak to a lot of people that are of different backgrounds, different beliefs. And Yeah, me too. It is difficult sometimes, you know, you're always questioning, hey, what, why do you believe that? Like, and but it's always good to just go back to, okay, this is exactly why I believe in what I believe and just be grounded and rooted in that. Um, like a, like a firm tree. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's and, and, and I, and I think part of the problem is a lot of people in the world don't have a source of truth, mm. right? It's like, what's your, what's your source of truth? Is it how you're feeling? It, because if that's the case, then 
what you just read on social media or what you just saw on a movie or what your you know random friend, all of those things are going to be constantly shaping that. And it's like you're trying to navigate the seas, uh, you know, without having a compass just mm-hmm. by like looking at the waves. And it's like you're not going to get to where you want to go. Like you got to have a source of truth. Or you can be taken away with the wind. Like totally. Yeah. Rory, my last question for you, this is like my all-time favorite question. So I'm curious to know your answer to it. Uh, but you've been able to reach the age of 100 and your friends have decided to put together a film for you of everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done. Then ask me how in the world they got it all. We'll call it magic just for the sake of argument. And they've shown it to you on your 100th birthday. What do you want that film to say and to show about your life? Yeah, well, I would say that the first part of my life, I was extremely self-centered. Um, I accomplished a lot of things. I wasn't selfish. It wasn't like I was taking advantage of other people. I was just self-centered. I was very focused on my goals and my objectives and my my missions. And um, not even really in an unhealthy way, I would say, but just very self-centered. Um, and, you know, when you do that long enough, you start to realize that over time, there's no amount of money there's no other title. There's no number of followers. There's no size of a company. There's no level of like notoriety that ever satisfies that. But what does create a deep source of satisfaction is helping another person. Mm. And people are spending all their lives and so much of their lives. And I did this for a huge part of my life, trying to find what makes them happy. And in reality, if you just go help another person, you will experience deep, tremendous joy, um, real fulfillment, like lasting, meaningful satisfaction, um, the kind of stuff that money doesn't buy and followers don't buy and you know numbers don't buy. And so I hope that this, you know, rest of my life, uh, call it the second half plus, um, it would be something that people would say, you know, Rory stepped, was more focused on stepping out from being in the spotlight to becoming the spotlight operator mm-hmm. and helping other, other people succeed and shine. And, um, you know, that's an illustration that a, a friend of mine named Ron Marks used to talk about. And it's always stuck with me, uh, you know, that I focused the second part of my life on helping others succeed. Mm-hmm. Being in of service to others is one of Christ's ultimate examples for living a fulfilled life. So I um, appreciate you sharing that, man. And I've really, really enjoyed this conversation. I, I did have so many more questions, but we went off in a very different um, way, <laughs> which is great. Um, thank you so much, Roy, for your time. Definitely going to have to do a part two later on in the future if you would like to. Uh, but thank you so much for coming on the Storybox podcast. Well, it's my 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 pleasure, brother. Keep it going, Jay, and uh, just keep keep plotting plotting away. Uh, this is from Take the Stairs, but for all of us, success is never owned; it's rented, and the rent is due every day. So just keep it going, brother. I don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another incredible story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guest today. 
It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you'd like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on any podcast platform. It's that easy. If you did get something from our guest today, please share it around to a friend or family member that you think could benefit from hearing this powerful story. And before you go, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It will only take 30 seconds and it will go towards reaching more people. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one. Your support is greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the story box, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.